Hey, welcome back to the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch, and this is Season 2, Episode 12. I have to tell you the backdrop story to today's topic, which is mediumship. I'm working in my office, and within one day, one hour, don't three different mediums reach out to me wanting to be a guest on my show? Well, I decided to see that not as a coincidence, but to put the three together and ask some really tough questions about doing this work. So we're going to be exploring those answers on today's podcast. So stay listening and stay watching those three mediums. They're coming up next. Hey, Jeannie Lynch coming to you today. So excited. Today's the day that I start a three-part mini-series. So for the next three weeks, I'm going to bring in three different mediums. Okay, here they are. I'm going to introduce you to them now. And we're going to dive deep into this work of mediumship. So let me set this up before you click out because you're a naysayer or you don't believe in communication with the other side or worse than that, you think this is the worst, the work of the devil. Okay, so stay listening because here's what I'd like to propose to you. Can you open the door a little bit to the idea that we have this gift? And here's a real question. Can anyone do this? My mentor taught me that everyone's intuitive, but not everybody's a medium. I'm going to be asking that question in this series. And we're going to be finding out, you know, what do you do with the naysayers? How does, who is this work for? So whether you're somebody who has lost somebody and would absolutely love to make a connection, you'll be able to ask questions below, or you're somebody who is a healer and you'd like to learn more about doing this work. And you naysayers, I'm interested in talking to you the most because hopefully you will find what I have understood, which is this is beautiful work and it certainly is of the light. So, mm can't wait for you to meet these three mediums. That beautiful mini-series, it's coming up next. So the following questions are going to be asked to the following three guests, and I can't wait for you to hear their answers. They were each asked these exact same questions, and you're going to find that each of them have their own unique way of answering the same question. So let's get right into it. My first question today to each of you is, how did you get started doing this mediumship work? And tell us a little bit about you and how you bring this work to the world. But on 9-11, as my husband and I watched the towers burn, I looked at him and said, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He looked at me and said, I believe in you, go do it. So for a year, I still worked 70 hours a week as an executive recruiter, did this work evenings and weekends. Once I knew I could make a living at it, said goodbye to corporate, and I've never looked back. Now I read six days a week, about a thousand people a year. God, I love my life. Who is Chris Lippincott? Uh, I'm a psychic medium, and one of the things that I do is to really help people connect with uh, their loved ones who have transitioned uh, some people call it across the veils to the other side. It's really connecting to uh, sources of love, love 
here in the physical, love in the non-physical. And so one of the things that uh, I find so beautiful, one of the things that really motivates me is bringing through Spirit's transformational love and healing to those who are in the greatest need here in the physical. Uh, and I find that uh, one of the most important things is to really be of service, be of service to people who are in the non-physical and be of service to people who are here in the physical who have that need because it's really what I'm finding more and more, especially in the era we're in right now, is it is that healing that we all need. And that's really what's coming through with the, 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 with the strongest uh, energy. So I'm here to really help people receive that love, re receive that healing. And that's kind of one of the things that I find myself doing more and more. And that's why I love doing it. And that's who I am. Hi everyone, my name is Maria Gonçalves. I am a professional psychic medium, an intuitive tarot teacher, and an author. Um, I provide readings to people, so if you'd like to book a mediumship reading or a tarot reading, I'm available. I also teach mediumship beginner development circles, and I am launching uh, for the second time my intuitive tarot course program for those that want to dive deeper within the tarot. My second question is, could you give us the backdrop story of how you got into this work? Okay, how I got started. This is what I call my 30-second elevator speech. When I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And instead of thinking, ooh, that's scary or ha, 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 I thought, and your point is, I knew there was magic in the world. I wanted to go find it. Fast forward to 1973, when I was a senior in high school, and yes, that does tell you how old I am. Um, I was working at Spencer Gifts. They had the James Bond 007 terror deck, and I bought it. I mean, we were all hippies then. We had our elephant bell bottoms, our fringe jackets, and our decks. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still reading the cards. They fascinated me. So for 20 years, I read for friends, learning to keep my ego out of the way and be a clear channel for the information. All of a sudden in 1994, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when Spirit handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for us. It is uh, probably very similar to many other people's stories. Um, you know, like others, I was uh, aware of spirit since I was a child, but it really wasn't until I was an adult that I fully developed my mediumship abilities. Um, when I was a child, for example, I was uh, having full conversations with my imaginary playmates. I was having full conversations with the trees and the animals and the bunnies and everything was alive. Everything was, you know, I thought it was a fantasy. I thought it was just me and my imaginary, you know, friends. But in hindsight, which is always 2020, it turns out I should have been aware of something just a little bit different because they were all having conversations back with me. Uh, you know, and I did get into my, you know, teens and I'm just like, okay, none of the, enough of this uh, childhood you know, silliness. Um, I go on, you know, good number of decades suppressing all of this, always kind of looking over my shoulder because I'm still always feeling this energy behind me. I'm like, okay, I'm just a grown adult who's scared of the dark, um, not really understanding what this all is. Uh, and it never really dawned on me that there was something more than meets the eye because all of a sudden I started having this incredible fascination for about 20 years reading everything paranormal, 
everything about um, not just NDEs and mediums and everything else, but also the uh, afterlife uh, writings, automatic writings, um, trance uh, descriptions, one-on-ones with spirit. And I just, just was going down the rabbit hole deeper and deeper and deeper for about 20 years. Of course, that's spirit dropping the breadcrumbs right in front of my nose, leading me along. Um, and it wasn't until you know I was in finance, so I was just getting really rational. I was like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> not, none of this craziness for me. Um, but uh, it turned out that I was getting so stressed out in my job that I had to search for something that was going to solve my stress. So I turned to uh, meditation. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe this thing will work, right? Um, and I finally found something that I didn't find, you know, off, you know, in, you know, <laughs> into the la-la land. I found something that I could relate to. Um, I'm doing this every day for about 10 or 15 minutes thinking nothing's going to happen. I'm like, all right, I just want to calm down. Um, but at the end of 12 months of doing this every day for about 10 or 15 minutes a day, just for relaxation, um, in my man cave, every guy's got to have a man cave. Um, and I'm like, what's happening? I'm getting deeper and deeper in this meditation. Suddenly, four spirits appear in my mind's eye, two to my left, two to my right, and the one all the way to the right, big energy was sending like this huge beam of energy straight through my chest, out through my back. I'm like, okay, I know I'm not asleep. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm feeling this intense feeling of love that I couldn't even fathom. It was like beyond my comprehension. Um, and I then beyond, you know, started to feel that I'm working with this thread of love out in some space that I wasn't aware of. And I'm like, I'm connecting with everything. I became like a singularity. I, I was connected to everything and everything was connected to me. I was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And when I came out of this, I was like, I had to process it. And then all of a sudden I started feeling all those childhood feelings again, the energies, the voices, uh, the sensations. Uh, I could have communications with things that weren't visible to me. Um, I had vivid dreams all of a sudden and I could um, see things in my mind's eye that I couldn't before. And all of a sudden it's like the portal reopened wide and I started feeling, okay, there's something more to this. I've got to understand it. And I started feeling it's not for me. It's not to be used by myself. It's, it's for the greater good. There's, there, there's a purpose here. Um, and I started investigating it, researching it, because, you know, I was an analyst. What, is, what else does an analyst do, right? Um, so I researched it and I started realizing this is mediumship. That's the ability. And I started training and learning. And ever since then, you know, it's what I've always been doing and loving. And I love that connection. I actually had a severe back injury 20 years ago. So uh, after I hurt my back really bad, I wasn't able to work and I could see spirit. I could see, hear, uh, sense spirit. Many times I'd be really confused and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm losing my mind. Then I actually started going to healers um, to help with the pain, like to help with the back pain. But what I didn't realize is each time I went to a healer was a strengthening ship because I was doing so much more meditation to help with the pain, which I didn't realize that's what I was doing looking back. Also, uh, after I hurt my back, 
I didn't really understand what mediumship was. It wasn't on my bucket list. Like I had friends that were like, yeah, that's so cool. And I'm thinking, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to control it. Uh, so for me in the beginning, I actually struggled a lot because I didn't understand it, but I had this incredible gift. So uh, uh, then I started going to workshops where friends would be like, oh, this is so cool. We're going to go learn this. And I'd be like, I'm here to figure out how to control this. I'm here to figure out how to understand this because I really don't understand how this all works. I just know I see spirit. They have messages for their loved ones. Um, and so uh, that's how that happened. And I actually because of the back pain that I had, I actually got into becoming a Reiki master. So I got into the healing modalities. Then I got really deep into uh, meditation because that was all to help with the pain. And like I said earlier, little did I know what it was actually doing was strengthening my abilities. So that is my story of how I ended up becoming a medium and I wouldn't take it back. But the interesting part is in the back of my head, I was like, you know what, when I retire, I'm going to explore this. This sounds interesting. Don't really understand it. But obviously spirit was not going to wait for me and had other plans. So yeah. So then that's, that's my journey into mediumship. Third question. What do you say or do with the naysayers. When you're a skeptic, I absolutely love that actually, because you're not a cosmic muffin. What's a cosmic muffin? Someone who says, oh, Mercury's retrograde today. I'd better stay in bed. Nothing's gonna go right. Oh, please, get a grip. Um, so also a lot of people don't know, how do I tell if a psychic is any good? How can I stay safe? How can I avoid the, what I call the Madam Hoo-Ha's and the Swami Swaland as well. That is why I wrote this. It's called The Psychic Ellen Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And no, it does not say I'm the only good person in the world. I don't care if you never come to me. Yeah. If you read that book and you feel safer, all of us look better. So what do I think about the naysayers? Um, well, I've got to understand that uh, it, it's perfectly normal to be uh, a skeptic because I came from that realm myself. I was a complete materialistic, agnostic, skeptical uh, person who thought everything had to be proven. You know, everything had to be tangible. So I came from that realm myself. And it wasn't until I had that reawakening when the portal reopened to me and I started doing my own explanation, my own research into it, I started realizing there's more to it. And being the analytical guy that I was, still am, um, I had to start searching for the scientific background to it. So I started learning quantum physics not that I'm <laughs> any brainchild about quantum physics, but I started realizing that there is a scientific explanation for everything. Uh, the science is actually explaining uh, all the background as to why spirit does exist. Heck, um, we had Albert Einstein uh, talking to us uh, 150 years ago about the fact that uh, energy can either be created nor destroyed, it can only change form. and 
quantum physics is showing us that you've got 99.999999% of everything in existence is empty space that is energy that vibrates at different frequencies. So you and I are at different frequencies and you can feel that when you go into a party. You can feel that when you go into a room. You can understand where people are happy and joyous and positive and laughing. And you can also feel the vibration when people are arguing and in a really bad mood. That's just vibration. That's the energy. And spirit's no different. Spirit is just the energetic vibration of a person who used to exist in the material in the dense, low vibration state, but no longer has that physical capability of the skin and bones that you and I still do. Love that question because I'm actually come from a Roman Catholic background. <laughs> so it was hard in the beginning. Uh, I think passing the messages of the loved ones when you feel it's appropriate. I don't think it's okay to go around um, giving messages to people if they're not comfortable because then all of a sudden it's like, what are you doing? And it makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, so uh, I've learned to let go of the judgment because it was really hard in the beginning. I did a lot of, uh, hey, guess what I do? Don't tell anybody. A lot of hiding because I was so terrified of the judgment because it's hard. It's hard when you grow up Roman Catholic and it's the whole, it's the work of the devil. So you're having this inner dialogue with yourself, this inner fight. What am I doing? Is this good? Is this bad? I don't understand it. And then you just get to a point where it's who I am. I'm not hiding anymore. And if you can accept me for who I am and with my gifts, that's great. And if you're an ACR and it's not your thing, that's okay too. And you know what? We can talk about other things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't always have to speak about mediumship if I'm interested in other things too. So we can talk about other things, but what I do find is people will come for messages, the naysayers, they'll get the evidence um, that touches their heart, some part of healing, and they walk away with, hmm, I wonder, that felt so real. Could it be true? Are they still walking alongside us on the other side? And that's, that's my job, right? To work for spirit. And, and that's where my focus always is. And then yeah, it's just everybody has a different opinion about everything. And it's being okay with that and not carrying that judgment for myself and understanding that's their opinion. And that's okay. They're allowed to have their opinion. Question number four, what is the best part of doing this work in service to others? The best part about my work is that it can help, it can give them answers it can help them navigate their own life better. Um, I am not only a medium, I am a certified tarot master. I am a past life specialist. Yeah. Anybody comes to you and says, I have a message for you and you don't know them, you don't trust them. How do you know they're any good? You say to them, no, I refuse the message. And if they keep bugging you, you go and you report them as harassment to the manager. Yeah. I have known the magnificent mediums from Lilydale one of the best spiritualist communities in the United States. They will never do that. They may walk up to you and say, excuse me, but my name is Reverend Shirley and I am from Lilydale. 
I believe I have a message. May I come to you? And if it's no, it's no. Yeah. And it's the same thing for healers. Look, I'm a hands-on healer. And if you have a migraine, I'd love to help. But if you say, no, please don't, I go away. There have been times when I've had a headache and a healing says, let me help. And I say, no. And she says, no, really. And I have to scream at them, get away from me. And they go, you're not full of love and light, are you? Well, you're not listening to boundaries, are you? Yeah. That's why people are scared of us. Yes. They think we have no boundaries and don't respect theirs. Yeah. We hey, must. Clearly, everybody who's watching you right now, this is a, this is a passionate topic for you. <laughs> I yes. love it. It's I love it. People are afraid of us. Yeah. And I, I think we have no, no manners. Yeah. No boundaries is such a great way to say it too. So I love this. Best part about my work. Uh, I would definitely have to say seeing the recipients heal and also receiving the healing uh, as sort of a tangential experience myself. Um, when a person comes in for a reading quite often, they're a little bit tentative. They're not quite sure what to expect most of the time. Uh, and you can also sense that there is a palpable grief. There's a palpable blanket on them, holding them back. They're not them, their full self. They're not living their life to the fullest, understandably. And they're kind of hopeful. They're, they're, they're kind of wishing you can kind of see that sense that, and then all of a sudden when you start bringing through their loved one that they were really hoping to hear from, you can start to literally see them coming closer and closer to you and, 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 and getting that connection and feeling that connection and, and getting more excited and, 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 and getting more hopeful and, and, and saying, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and they're, they're, they're understandably acknowledging all the evidence that spirit's bringing through. And sometimes there's tears of joy. Often there's times of tears of joy where that the happiness that, oh my gosh, this person is still alive. Oh my gosh, this person hasn't just vanished into nothingness. Oh my gosh, this person's here for me. And the, the, the wisdom that comes through, the, the, the love that comes through, the, the healing that comes through just from words is astounding. And as that healing comes through, you see it, what, what to me, I can, the way I can only explain it is it's almost like the, the clouds part and the sun starts to shine on the recipient and you just see this beautiful loving smile or happiness uh, on their face and it's that beautiful joy and happiness uh, that I see and I'm transformed myself I love that transformational healing so that's really why I do this is bringing through that healing and that love so the best part of uh, doing readings for me during a reading is that moment because there's always that moment in a reading where the person receiving the reading, they get this twinkle in, the, in their eye where they're like, that's them. She really got them. They're really watching over me. Oh my goodness. They passed away, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And they know I just got married. They know I just had a baby. How do they know that? And it's just that confirmation that they're not alone. And that touches my heart because it's in that moment that I know I'm doing what I was meant to do with my life and to pass those messages that needed to be passed 
for their loved ones. And then to be so humbled because you know what? Spirit picked me to deliver that message for their loved one. And that is the most humbling experience anybody can have uh, for myself. It's even like when I was doing uh, Reiki, I used to go to the hospital and I would do palliative care. And I just thought like, wow, like how humbling is this to be able to be here with this family in this vulnerable space, just like readings, it's all vulnerable. And um, to be so humbled by that. Um, I think too, that's for, for and, and, and that probably goes back to my roots of healing, right? Like healing when I was doing uh, volunteering at the hospital for palliative care. And again, healing within readings, because I think readings are a powerful way for healing. Because sometimes people get stuck. They're stuck wherever they are in their lives. And it's almost like they need permission from their loved ones that have passed to be, is it okay for me to go down this road? Like the things that come through in readings is so powerful uh, for the person that is receiving the reading. And then I teach beginner mediumship circles. And I love, love beginners because that is where you watch their eyes light up and they're like, oh my goodness, I connected with their loved one and I actually got a message for them that was healing. And, and I, I tapped in, not tapped in, like the, their loved one gave them a memory and they're like, I was able to connect with that memory and share and to watch students light up because they're, they're so, and all they need is just one piece of evidence, one connection. And that's confirmation for that student to know, hey, I'm on the right path. Hey, this isn't so hard. This is easy. I'm open to passing the messages uh, from our loved ones in spirit to the person uh, before me. So what I begun to do in my mediumships, uh, beginner mediumship circles, which I think the students are having lots of fun, is I bring in guest uh, sitters because then they don't know them. So that so it's like surprise something new we're going to try a different exercise and then I always let them know it's an experiment we'll see what we get and then too don't forget spirits really smart our loved ones are smart they already know we're gonna have that exercise that day they already know I'm gonna ask them to do something and they already know who's coming that needs to receive that reading like if you start thinking about how smart brilliant the the whole way the world works and the spirit world works it's like it's just it it's um it's mesmerizing i think and then it's just it makes you fall in love with with uh the living and with the spirituality and and with the whole yes they're they're not here physically you should anybody that receives a reading should always leave more empowered and when they got there, because when they get there, many people are vulnerable, sad, confused, hurt, scared, like they have all these emotions. And as a medium, you're holding space for people. So you need to make them feel safe. And then we always do an offering to spirit, setting the intention. What is the, what's the intention? Why are, you know, for, for their highest healing, what are the messages that they need to hear to help them move forward? How can I empower your loved one? through this reading.
And it's amazing to watch that transformation within an hour with when somebody arrives and then as you're going through and the memories they're bringing through and, um, you know, the, the permit, cause I find there's like this permission. Yes, you can move forward or the reminding, don't forget you you're allowed to go do this. You're, you're allowed to be a kid. You're allowed to have fun with your life. You're allowed to let go of the grief. You're allowed to experience joy. And it's just the transformation within an hour, whether people realize it or not, of it's like having tea with your loved ones. It's, I think it's a, an amazing gift to be able to be a part of that one hour of somebody's life. Question number five, can anyone be a medium? We all know that everyone's intuitive, but can everyone connect to spirits? How would you answer that? My darlings, you can do what I do. I'm not special. And we need more of you. There are 9 billion people in the world and I can't read them all. You are more than welcome. So I have a mnemonic and the word is answer. And this is how to prep for a great psychic experience. You accept responsibility for your part in the session. No pop quizzes, no comparisons. State your intentions clearly. Widen your horizons, evaluate your information, and then respond to the universe. You may want to speak to Aunt Sally, but if Uncle Don is the one who has the important message for you, Uncle Don is going to say to Sally, excuse me, and move forward. That doesn't mean that your meeting is bad. Now, the other thing to remember, please, 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 we are not 100%. Even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God. He's not doing mediumship sessions this week. So just because your medium is honest and says, I'm sorry, but I'm not getting your person, it doesn't mean that your person doesn't love you. And it doesn't mean that the medium is bad. It just means you're not making the phone connection right now. Right. We're all wired like the same tract house. The way I also explain it is, we all have 10 fingers, okay? All of us can pick out chopsticks. Some of us desire to really get good. So we practice, we do scales, we learn to read music, and we're competent. One in 30 million is Elton John, but we all have 10 fingers. What is the difference between being a psychic and being intuitive and channeling or being a medium? I'm confused. But Good. All mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Explain that. Psychic means you're using your sixth sense. And it doesn't always mean it's predictive. Okay. okay. I use the term intuitive because it scares people less than psychic. Okay. But it's just like I explained, there's a difference between mediumship and channeling. Mediumship is specifically you're getting somebody's dead aunt Sally. Channeling uh, Jane Roberts channeled Seth, Esther Hicks channels Abraham, Ronna Herman channels Archangel Michael. They are channeling other entities with messages and that's completely valid, but mediumship is specifically to talk to the dead. Got it, got it. So fascinated as I was researching more and more of that, there are people out there that only think one in four people are psychic or one in five or one in 10, and I'm like, we're all born like this. Psychic just means your intuition. Everybody has an intuition. So it's just learning to trust your intuition. So those videos on Psychic Straight Talk that I'm doing, it's all about empowering 
you again and getting rid of all <laughs> the stuff that's out there and just making it really simple for you to understand. So if you've got questions, email me and I'll see if I can do a video to answer your questions on their little short videos. I also do psychic straight talk on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse every uh, Friday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we do tarot readings and we have amazing conversations about tarot and energy. I also um, have another club called Mediumship Cafe. And there we do mediumship readings, little small mediumship readings. And I invite different mediums on from different countries because I think it's so cool when we're doing readings together and now we're doing a chakra club no room on the psychic tarot so follow the psychic tarot cafe and the mediumship cafe because I love to do collaborations with other people and just have these fascinating down-to-earth um, conversations that you can apply to your daily life because at the end of the day <laughs> We're living a physical world. So uh, I think that's super important to have that knowledge. So good. Okay. So. Well, hopefully if you're listening or watching this, that will mm -hmm. line up with you. And so I guess we'll say, why don't we ask some comments below? How, what do you guys think? If you're listening to this, what are your belief systems around that? So maybe we can have a beautiful dialogue out on our channel. Medium, uh, I would respond. Yes. Anyone can be a medium. And the reason I say that is that our psychic abilities are really just lying dormant beneath the surface. The difference is that sometimes the ability is right below the surface. Sometimes it's far below the surface based on where the person is either in their life, their life experiences, uh, or perhaps genetically. It's very similar to somebody who's playing a piano. You've got some uh, talents who are able to play the piano at a very young age because it's lying right below the surface. But of course, they have to be trained too. You've got other people who can certainly bang out uh, on the keyboard but it's gonna take them a long time and a lot of dedication and a lot of perseverance to go to Carnegie Hall. Everybody can go to Carnegie Hall. It just takes a lot of work. Of course, some it's gonna take just a little bit less time based on the fact that their abilities are that much uh, closer. And kind of looking at it from the logical analytical side yet again, uh, if you were to look at it on a chart and you put ability on one axis, um, and you know, time on another axis. Obviously, the greater the ability or uh, closer to the surface, the shorter the amount of time it would take the person to develop fully. Of course, the deeper and farther below the surface and, and, and thus the, the smaller the amount of innate natural ability that's sitting there, longer it's gonna take that person. They can still get there. It's just a matter of time, dedication, practice, understanding. Um, so yes, I would say that everybody can do it and it's not just for the special few, but I would say what people find is that, just like going to Carnegie Hall, unless you've got that motivation, unless you've got that innate drive to do this for whatever it is that's inside you to make it come out fully, it's gonna be difficult. But it, the development of mediumship always takes time. It, you know, we learn for, through lifetime, the entire lifetime. We're, we never stop learning.
So that's what I would say. That question, I think you can. Um, I like to compare that question with, <laughs> can anybody draw the sun? And as little kids in kindergarten, we can all get the paintbrush and we can all draw the sun. We can all draw the circle and then, you know, the little things that stick out of the sun. Everybody can draw that. And then there are those that really like drawing and then they go up to grade 12 and then they draw a sun that takes your breath away. So I compare that with mediumship. Yes, we can all be mediums. And I believe we all are. When our loved ones pass, every single person can connect to their loved ones after they pass. You can feel their presence. You begin to get messages and you become aware. So now that you're starting to experience that, if the desire is there and you're like, I really like this work. I, I really enjoy when I connect to my loved ones. And now I want to be of service to others and pass messages and connect to other people's loved ones. I strongly believe if that desire is there, no reason why you can't. It's like anything. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for watching this video. Always interested in what do you think? Please leave a comment below. We'd love to hear your intake on whether you like this video or not. And don't forget, that little beautiful subscriber button with a little bell for notifications helps me stay connected to you when a video goes up. Let's get back to the video now. I'm going to ask you each the very same question and how you answer it is completely up to you. So my question is regarding spirit and connecting to spirits. Do either of my children have a message for me today? you're asking but i am absolutely not going to answer it on the air but this is why okay i do my mediumship a little differently in order to get someone fast i get what i call their dog tags for instance my father jerome richard dorkin who died in 2001 at the age of 80. notice that tells me nothing but immediately gets me into the energy and the way my guys have chosen to work with me it's practically like charades if I find my hand doing this, they smoked. This means there was surgery. This means it was a sudden accident. Um, two fast examples. There was a woman who wanted to speak to her father-in-law who had passed. And I find myself miming a pool cue. He taught her how to play pool. There was a woman who wanted to speak to her grandfather. And I find myself doing this. Now, for those watching, remember, Americans salute with their palm down. Brits and Canadians salute with it out. She had just graduated from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Academy, okay? But when someone's voice comes through, and no, it's not going to sound exactly like them, but I don't censor because you might miss a message. And the example I give is this. In Canastota, New York, there was a biracial same-gender couple. The Black partner had died and her white widow wanted to speak with her. Now, Look at this face. This is a nice Jewish kid from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I was brought up with manners. But because I do not censor, what came flowing out of my mouth in flawless urban ebonics was, well, shit, if it ain't my white bitch. And I'm going, boom, boom. But the woman in front of me is nodding and laughing and crying because that is how her partner, Isabel, walked into the house when she came home from every business trip. Now, that is not something that I could literally safely say on a public venue. It's, it's wrong, it's cruel, but one-on-one -on -one I could do that. So I didn't I, censor, yeah. so mediumship, absolutely I would do it one-on-one, -on -one, but never in public. Okay, so I love this. So help me with the, the idea 
I've gone, in fact, one of the mentors that I've supported, Nan O'Brien, she's a world-renowned mm -hmm. medium, okay? Yep. Um, she would have these events where people would show up and ask questions, and it would be, you know, the Jonathan Edwards, right? I'm mm -hmm. getting a mic, and he's at the back of the class, yep. right? So so do you, is that off for you? Will you do you ever do public it's not, events? Not like that, but what I do is, remember, I said I was a past life specialist. I do galleries like that with past lives because I can get them immediately. For instance, at Lilydale, a woman with butch short hair raised her hand and said, could you tell me why I'm terrified to get wet hair in my face, even one strand? And it took about five seconds and I said, okay, five syllable answer, Lusitania. In 1915, you were on the ship as a passenger. When it was torpedoed by the Germans, you went over the side. Your hair was very long, still the Edwardian mass. You hadn't had it bobbed. It took on a lot more water and debris kept getting caught in it and you drowned. She looked at me and she said, is that why I'm afraid of going on a cruise ship? I said, probably. That's my strength. Got it. Of a phrase, take yourself less seriously or lighten up. There's so it's like, it's like they're, um, the, as I, as I go through this, it's like they're, uh, beating on the, on, on the evidence. They're, they're beating on who they are as uh, the, the constant evidence. And it's like, take yourself less seriously. It's like lighten yourself up. And I feel like that's very similar to who they were in the physical still are in the non-physical. And I feel like that's kind of the, the a message that's coming through right now. And they didn't follow, they didn't want to follow the rules. They made their own rules. <laughs> so amazing you asked that, because when I was sitting in the power and uh, thinking about this, I just kept thinking of moms and daughters and messages of healing. So uh, for me, I, ha I have had a little girl hanging out with me and seashells, she keeps showing me seashells and the ocean. Do you understand that? The seashells and the oceans and the joy because she's like, mommy always did the best things for me. We were super silly. Do you understand that? We were super goofy and we had our own little code language. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love her. And I feel like you would make pigtails and do things to her hair. Cause she's like, my mom loves to play with my hair, but sometimes, you know, I have a very sensitive scalp and it would hurt, but there was like braiding and then there was bows. Do you understand that? <laughs> For the, the silliness and uh, let my mom know she brought so much joy to my life. And also th this awareness of this fun. And then she's also letting me know she had a short life. She was only here for a short time. But in that short time, she had so much joy, so much love. She remembers the Christmases. She's telling me, you know, my mom, she would make <laughs> Christmas with a bang. Do you understand that? Like mm -hmm. you would go all out with decorations. Like it was just, and then there would be a box. Cause show me like a box for Christmas. Then I unwrap the box and then there's another box. And then I unwrap the box and there's another box. And then, and then at the bottom, there'd be like, I want to say like the cutest little, but you had a bunch of boxes. Like you did not make it easy to, for them to open Christmas presents. Do you understand? Like there was so much fun, so much joy. Do you understand that? So the last question is, do you have a beautiful spiritual message out to the world today regarding this work? For all of you who want to work with us, 
remember, we're on your side. We don't want to bamboozle you. We don't want to trick you. And we don't want to lie. We will do our best for you. But you have to be open to trusting us that we're going to do our best for you. I guess my inspirational message, my last parting thoughts uh, would be uh, revolving around love. And I, it, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a broad topic. Let me narrow it down. Spirit is coming to us from a place of love and the consistent theme that has been resonating in every single reading and all the trance readings that I do as well is, is this message of love, trying to get across the concept that not only should we be more aware of love, more aware of our connection through love with spirit, but also loving each other. And it's not just a state of human love. It's a, it, it's, it's a state of spiritual love and spiritual connection and unity and singularity and the concept that we're all one and the concept that we are all connected in such a way that it gives us reason to love each other as we love ourselves and that's a classic old line and everyone wonders well, what does it mean and where do we get it that's how we get it because we're all the same we're all one it's nothing but a singularity and this life that we live here in the physical is truly uh like a dream we're all zombies in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a dream state, and it's an illusion because when we begin to think about the singularity, we're all uh, confused because we're thinking, okay, well, I'm separate. I, I, I'm, I'm my own person, and that other person is separate from me, and I'm separate from spirit, and I'm separate from my God who's got to be up there somewhere, when in fact, we're all one, and we are actually at one with source energy and it's that beautiful love that we've got to be aware of and spirits always by our side that was why you know i wrote uh, my book with that title spirits beside us because they're always with us they, they never leave us they're always by our side and that's the one thing spirit always wants to get through they're always with us they never leave us it's it's we're the ones who close the door so i would just say we have to open the door and be more aware of the love that surrounds us. So that would be my message. My message, my inspirational message and what I teach my students, whether it's tarot or mediumship, to always remember when people come to you uh, for a reading or a healing, uh, when I used to teach uh, Reiki, always leave people more empowered lift people up because that's super important to me because I I'm always put yourself in their shoes if you were going through what they were going through how would you like the session to go through how would you like to leave hey this is Jeannie thank you so much for watching today's video and I hope you learned and have a better perspective on what mediumship is all about please know that each of my guests Media links are absolutely in the description, so feel free to leave comment below or reach out to them individually if you'd like to do some work around mediumship, or better yet, learn 
how to bring this beautiful modality to more people. This is Jeannie Lynch. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Namaste. to your time today and listening to this podcast. If you'd like to see this same podcast in HD color, head on over to my YouTube channel. Over 330 videos on spirituality. So if spirituality is your jam, you will love my YouTube. Link is in description. Have a great day. Namaste. Namaste.